Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody, and welcome to In the Flow with Tracy. Today, I am excited to talk with Daria Justin, and she is a psychic medium and an author. I will give you the website right off the top here. I like to do it, and I'll I'll do it a couple times, but it's Daria Justin, spelled D-A-R-I-A. J-U-S-T-Y-N.com. Hi, Daria. Hi, Tracy. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I just have to tell everybody the cool little story that I got, I was, well, I kind of received a message that I needed to talk to more mediums. That word is, you know, it's an umbrella statement, but and so I Googled mediums, and I started looking around and just was sort of, what was I drawn to, and I found Daria. And then I emailed her, and she noticed my phone number area code, and we actually, like, live directly across the street from each other in the same exact town. <laughs> serendipity. <laughs> I love it. I love serendipity. I love it, too. I think I think coincidence, the word coincidence, should be stricken from the dictionary and serendipity should be put in its place. I like it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so we were meant to come together and here we are. So I appreciate you taking time to talk with me. Thank you. And I do, instead of just reading the bio, I like my guests to give their own little intro in their own words. Uh, you can start and and finish. You can make it as short or as long as you'd like. Just tell us a little bit about about your journey into this realm of spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, well, I am, you know, I'm not crazy about labels, but if I were to put a label on myself, since that's kind of how we operate in this society, I'm a psychic medium. Um, I grew up in a family that was very psychic. My mother always saw people, you know, sitting in her room by her bed, and we'd always know when people were coming over and all. So I never really thought much about it and um, kind of turned it off for a while because it was frightening. I would see people in my room at night, and, you know, my mother had five children, so when she went to sleep, (laughs) she didn't want anybody bothering her. Mm -hmm. But anyway... um, I picked up a book from John Edward one time, uh, way back when, I think it was his first book, and I realized that one of the women in, mentioned in it was Lydia Clark, and Lydia had told him he was going to be doing this work, and I noticed that she had a P.O. box on Central Avenue in Jersey City, which is where we had our flower shop. My mom had a flower shop, and I couldn't believe that I didn't had never heard of this woman, so consequently I called her up. She answered the phone. She said, I never answer my own phone. I never have an opening. I do. How fast can you get here? So I went, and um, she basically said, you have a gift, and you're not using it. So I guess that was about 20 years ago, and I really started to embrace um, what I knew all along. Uh, I was seeking, um, always seeking spirit and my psychic abilities and my mediumship and and um, so I started really learning and practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, then I was invited to become a participating uh, to participate in the Veritas Research Group. Uh, the University of Arizona was doing a study led by Dr. Gary Schwartz, and that was um, on mediums and. Uh, because of I was invited to be a part of that study, and part of the process was you had to write about yourself. So as I was writing about myself, I thought, you know what, if I'm going to have to write all of this, I might as well write a book, because <laughs> <laughs> I love to write. So uh, I started to write about my adventures as a psychic medium, and I heard a voice clearly in my head, booming, said that said, um, angels whisper to us in daydreams Mm. and uh, you know it kind of blew me away so the book the focus of the book then became child messages from archangel gabriel whom i identified very clearly at the time so i wrote this book about daydreams um how so many of our intuitive inspirations come through daydreams 
because when we daydream, we leave our body for an instant. And it is then that we connect to our higher self, our guides, the archangels, our loved ones, and this is how messages come through. Um, and then, you know, it just goes on. I um, started my own radio show. I read for people internationally. I do group readings. Um, I, I then became, I then, I, I get bored talking about myself, sorry. But I'll finish here. Um, the very toss stopped and that grant finished, but then Winbridge Institute opened up. And the Winbridge Institute, run by Dr. Julie Beichel, was the most intensive scientific study ever done. The hypothesis was, does consciousness survive death? I love science. I love physics. I read physics books for fun. <laughs> and <laughs> Because what's interesting about physics is um, the more, the deeper scientists look, the simpler everything becomes. So um, I participated in that. It was really over about, I think it took a total of five years, all kind, everything you had to take. You had to take courses on how to be a human research subject, quadruple blind readings, personality profiles. And when it was all said and done, if you got through all of the steps, you became a certified research medium, but what that meant was that I was now, which I did, I was now able to be a research medium for the Winbridge Institute, and they continue on with their hypotheses. So I was very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. And um, what I have found, Tracy, over the years of doing this is that we are on such a, a trajectory of soul growth. There is no stopping it. And my readings, which have gone from just being about connecting with people who've passed over, have gone completely to connecting with higher vibrational energies, extraterrestrial energies, higher selves, our souls, our spirit guides, and all of the messages that are needed to be shared so that we can really advance in our soul growth and we can get through these rising frequencies and this changing energy. So there you have it. <laughs> There's a lot there. Thank you. Yeah, that's cool. And I, because I am not, it's not that I don't love science, because I do. Uh, I love, like, natural science a mm -hmm. lot. Geology, mm -hmm. marine biology, the earth kind of stuff. But I'm not one that goes deep into wanting scientific explanations, but so many people do, right? And maybe because I've got you, somebody who's done this, these types of research studies, been studied, shared knowledge, etc. because I've got you here, yes. <laughs> maybe you could share just, I don't know, what, what would be the most profound thing that you learned or shared or researched? The most profound thing I have learned over everything that I have done, uh, and this is all through my meditations, we call them channel channeling. Uh -huh. I mean, when you are inspired, mm -hmm. it sparks your imagination. From your imagination, you create. When you create, you manifest. When you manifest, you pull matter into being, and you actually see in front of you what you what you have focused your intentions on. So for me, the biggest thing I have come to understand is that we are all connected. We are all connected through a matrix of love. It's simply and purely love. And the fact that we are here separated in this physical world, separated being apart from each other, is an illusion because we came here to experience duality, to experience separation from the source. But now we have come to the end of that time, and we are slowly working our way back towards the source. So I would say whenever I looked at things or read things from, from a physics point of view, it always reinforced that with it, the deeper you look, the simpler it is. We are our hearts, every signal that our heart sends out fires information to our brain. People think our brain is what 
is what is the ruling factor in our bodies, but it's not, it's our heart. Mm -hmm. And from our heart, we also have what's known as the high heart. And so the heart is connected to the physical body. The high heart is connected to the spiritual body. And that's now what we have moved up into the high heart. So I think that is the most profound experience I've had is to really know that we are all one. What we think, what we do, how we treat ourselves, how we treat others, it's like if you do it to someone else, you're literally doing it to yourself. So so have compassion in dealing with others. Let go of judgment. Let go of fear. It serves no purpose. And just keep your intentions positive and focused on what is the highest good for yourself and for all. And that is what is going to, it is, it's not going to, it is. We're in the midst of this enormous change that is pulling us into this higher vibrational energy of 2012. And, you know, people are, many people are walking around and not knowing what to do next. They're feel, feeling very chaotic. If they're changing jobs or they want to change jobs. And then there are just as many people who are saying, I realize I'm spending my time doing something I don't like. I want to focus my time in doing something that I love that gives me joy and passion. And that's what I want to do. How can I do that? Yeah. And I know that you're passionate about sharing on these vibrational changes, these ascending energies, the planetary changes of 2012. And I want to talk about that stuff. Mm -hmm. Before we go there, (laughs) can I pick your brain a teeny bit about, um, because I think a lot of people that listen to my show are um, opening themselves up to all of this. And let's say they feel as though, and I even I work with some people, I'm, I'm doing an online online seven-week workshop that is, the guideposts are the chakra system, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it leads us in all different directions through mm-hmm. the weeks. But seven weeks, you know, one through seven on the, the, the most common chakras that most people know. And I had, there's one person there that is definitely wanting to come out of the spiritual closet, and that's been that terminology has been said a few times on my show. Mm-hmm. People wanting to come out. So let's say you let's say you even have been told, which I was recently, and I've been told this a couple different times, as you were, right? Mm-hmm. You're already connected, etc. And I know that I am, but let's say you're listening and you're thinking, I know I am, but I'm afraid to explore it, or I don't know what to do next. Uh, I know somebody that can see, that can actually physically see <laughs> full aberrations. I guess that's what you were saying your mom could do. Mm-hmm. And and she wants to explore it more now, mm-hmm. this, now that she's not afraid of it. Right. You know the question. So what's your answer? <laughs> yeah. Well, there are a couple of key things. Mm-hmm. Okay. The first one is meditation. Ah, uh, yes. You absolutely have to meditate if you want to connect to your highest self, if you want to connect to your spirit guides, the archangels, even the ascended masters, because during this time, the, the energy of the, the ascended masters, like Jesus and Buddha and um Blessed Mother Mary and St. Germain and all of these these souls that we would have considered icons, iconic iconic masters are now here because our vibrations have raised up enough for them to really be accessible to us. So meditation is absolutely the key. And in my book I talk about how to meditate. I talk about uh, doing chakra meditations, but just simply put, Pick the same time every day. Try to make it the same time. That's a way of letting all of your guides know this is the time to gather around. Just make it short. You only have to do 10 or 15 minutes. You don't have to sit there for an hour like, you know, a guru because our minds tend to get crazy. And I always surround myself with white light to um, to put boundaries around myself while I'm in this condition that I will only allow energies that are for my highest good and who come from God to surround me. And then imagine yourself in the most beautiful place you can think of. If it's the beach, then imagine the sand is warm under your toes and you can feel the breeze on your face and the sun in your hair and you can smell the salt air. And the minute you feel a thought intruding, just brush it away, just see the wind blow it away and bring that back. And just do that. 
for people who are better at meditating and have kind of really um, gotten into it, then allow that time to really open yourself up and ask your guides, what do I need to know? Whom do I need to hear from? Okay? Um, the other thing is to put – so that's really a big thing because – you can be getting bombarded with information from loved ones from the other side, from spirit guides from the other side, from archangels on the, on the other side, but you're not listening, you're not hearing it, okay? Mm -hmm. If you're not listening to it, you're not hearing it. So yeah. meditation is the key. The other thing is really pay attention to your daydreams because when you daydream, you leave your body for an instant. That's when that channel opens up. That's what I wrote about, okay. which has actually come to mean more to me as time goes on. Okay. Um, the other thing is put it out into the universe that I want a teacher or teachers. I want to see in front of me um, who can help me. So that's when you start Googling things and people come up, or you walk into a library or a bookstore and you're drawn to a certain book. What I've done on my website is I started uh, mentoring sessions, intuitive mentoring sessions, because my clients were always saying, just what you said, I feel like I need to, to do this, how can, I, how can I help myself? So I started a series of 12 mentoring sessions over a course of 12 weeks, and, but I did not write up a program uh, because every single person is different. Every person has different needs. So whatever the person needs is how I address it. But if it's not me, it could be somebody else. So put it out into the universe. You know, there's a, um, a saying, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Absolutely. And then the other thing is learn about the energy of the body. Learn about the chakra centers because what's happening now is, our chakras are, all of the chakras, yes, we have seven main chakras, but we have so many minor chakras, right. and they are all being activated at, right now as we speak. They are activating and kind of um, coming online, let's say. Our DNA that had been downgraded is being reconnected, restructured as we speak. So now you can think of the DNA, you can think of your chakra system, which runs up through the, for people who don't know, chakras start at the base of your spine and run up and out through the top of your head, connecting, going from grounding to the earth to connecting to the highest divine, okay? But with all of our DNA being reconnected and coming back online again, as it was in the beginning when we were first um, became human, um, that creates more of like, let's say, a hologram. And things are happening in a very holographic manner. You will see that what you're thinking about or what you're focusing your attention on is happening almost instantly. It's you don't have to wait anymore. So that's why I tell people all the time, if you think you have a gift, if, you, if there's something you're doing you want to learn, really get into it. Now is the time to do it. Now is the time to embrace it. Because once you do, the floodgates are going to open, I can guarantee it. And information is going to come pouring through. But the energy is set up for it now. This is, this is what we are set up for. So it's kind of like uh, the ground is fertile, and now the seeds have been planted. So now it's time for growth. Wonderful. So I'm going to remind everybody right now, because I'm looking at your, the web page where the, all your readings are offered, and the intuitive mentoring sessions, and spell your website for everyone. It's D-A-R-I-A-J-U-S-T-Y-N.com. And if you go to the readings page, you'll see uh, all of your offerings. So thank mm -hmm. you. And, yes, I couldn't agree more, the meditation piece. And I'm, I feel really happy that <laughs> that that one of – the thing she mentioned was just opening up and listening, right? Mm -hmm. Be because that's what I enjoy doing the most mm -hmm. when with my meditation practice. And sometimes I feel, quote, unquote, guilty <laughs> because I, I haven't totally, I'm, I somehow, I feel like I'm interacting, you know, instead of being totally quiet. Okay, well, I, I can tell you that you can throw guilt right out the window. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
I know. Absolutely no I know it's silly. I know. I'm just being honest. <laughs> so, um, what you know, I would love to walk around in a state of contemplation 24 hours a day, um, but I get just as much excitement out of sharing that as I do listening. And I think because I feel a real responsibility, I know what my purpose here is. I understand what my mission is. Mm-hmm. I am here to help usher in this light and usher in this the, the evolution of humanity. As many, many of us who have chosen to incarnate on the planet at this time, we are here with a mission. And I have, I, I feel a real responsibility to so many people. Um, I am blessed to have a big audience, a lot of people, but it's a big responsibility, and I don't take it lightly. So my whole thing is I completely move the ego out of the way. I try to give time every morning. I go outside, I sit outside, and I do my meditation, and I listen, you know, whether it's for myself that I need something, for a loved one, or just for the general public, whether it's a channeled message that if I connect to some of my guides, because I have different guides, um, they'll make themselves clear. Whatever it is, I just allow myself to experience it, and then um, when I feel inspired, I, I write about it. I send a newsletter out every week, and on the newsletter I put my blog. And it, it's usually an, an inspired message that I've received to try to help people because that's what I feel like my mission is here, to teach people how to embrace uh, this evolution that we're going through. So don't feel guilty. Everyone does things at their own pace. And everyone has a little different purpose. We are all sparks of the same flame, but everybody has a little different purpose. So whatever you feel called to do at the moment, if you do it and you love it and you're doing it with integrity, then just do it. Right, right, right. Thank you. Okay, so I really, yeah, I really appreciate those tips. And um, it's nice to know that some of, some of that's in your book that people can find from the website also, right? Um, yeah, the, there's a, a lot of the information about how to meditate, the chakras, decoding the messages and aging. That's all in my book, Angels Whisper to Us. Uh-huh. Um, but if you really want to uh, kind of catch up with my ideas anyway about um, this, Awakening, as it's known, right. then on my website, the blog page, I, I chronicle all my blogs. So it's a good place to kind of just catch up if you so desire. Okay. So now let's go there. Let's let's talk about uh, 2012. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's talk about what's happening that so many people are sensing and feeling that are open to this way of thinking. Okay. Well, um, there are, from the ancient Sumerians, even before the ancient Sumerians, down through the Maya and the Incas and the Hindu and every group you can think of, there have been, um, they have foretold of the coming of this time. And contrary to what the media loves to draw us into this whole apocalypse thing, it's not, it's the beginning of the golden age. And it is a, when you look at the galaxy, it is a 26,000-year rotation that we have come back to midpoint. And our, our whole galaxy isn't just flat and rotating. It actually is spiraling up. So we are spiraling into a higher vibrational energy. The enti- our entire solar system is. Our sun, if you look at it once again from a scientific point of view, NASA has come out with information about uh, the solar maximus, these solar plumes, this energy that comes off of the sun is at an all-time high. Because not just the Earth, but the entire solar system, the entire galaxy, is being affected by this ascension, this, this, um, this cycle, this coming back to the end of this 26,000-year cycle. So what does that mean for humanity? It means that we are going through an evolutionary leap. December 21st has been heralded as the date. When, when you look at all the different um, things that you can find all over the Internet about Project Looking Glass and, 
and, you know, um, remote viewing and everything that everybody has done to try to find out what's going to happen, they all come down to a convergence of timelines where, where <clears throat> time as we know it doesn't exist um, and we are enlightened. We become enlightened. We become consciousful. Okay, we become conscious. Does this mean we're all going to disappear in a puff of smoke? I don't think so. <laughs> Are we going to become just light bodies? I don't think so, but I can tell you that what's happening is because, let's look at it just simply from a scientific point of view, and then I'll connect it to the spiritual point of view. Okay. The earth has a hertz resonance. It has a frequency. The frequency of the hertz, of the, the hertz resonance is the frequency of the earth the magnetic field inside, magnetic center of the Earth has um, gotten higher and higher over the past decade. The magnetic field around the Earth has diminished more and more. So we're coming to a big shift. And what this shift means, it's not like the planet is going to flip. It's going to be an equalization where we are hopefully going to be, the door is going to be open, where then we can create once again, Eden, we can bring Earth back to Eden. On a spiritual plane, on a spiritual level, we are remembering that we are not just human beings who wake up every day and have to go to work to pay bills so we can put gas in the car and drive to work. And you know, No, we are remembering that we are spiritual beings of light that decided to come to Earth to experience what it means to be in the physical body and manifest. And we're going to remember that we don't have to have people telling us what to do. We don't have to give our power to others. We actually are able to manifest through our thoughts. We don't wake up tomorrow and it's tomorrow. We, what we think today is what we manifest tomorrow. As this becomes clearer and clearer, then we're going to understand we can manifest anything we want, and hopefully it will be a beautiful world. You can see everywhere around you the way that's translating is um, things are chaotically changing. The Occupy movements all over the world have shown that not only do people not want to be um, enslaved and controlled and, and abused, they have made it known that they're not going to resort to aggression and fear to, to mobilize themselves. Everyone's wants to do this peacefully and in a loving way. Um, there's lots of things that are going on that you don't hear about in mainstream media. There's been almost 400 financiers, bankers, um, what's known as the cabal or the Illuminati or the people who control all the finances of the world. The 1%, almost 400 have either resigned or um, been arrested or have fled. Uh, and so everything is changing very, very rapidly. So what I say to people is stay in your heart. Make decisions from your heart. Look at your neighbor with compassion. Don't fall into a place of fear because no matter what happens, we're going to come out of this. It's, in a, in a, it's going to be a beautiful, beautiful world where there is no fear, there's no aggression, there's no hatred, there's no negativity. Because, think of it this way, Tracy, when you have light, there's no room for darkness. It's like we were walking around on a black carpet, and there were stones, and when you'd step on a stone, it was like, ouch, because you couldn't see it. But now we brought the light in, and we're shining the light down, and we can see where all those stones are so that we can remove them. So there will be no negativity, no fear, no anger. It will, everything will be done with love and compassion. I absolutely believe this to be true. I know there's a lot of people including many of my family members <laughs> who think I'm crazy. But um, I believe it to be absolutely true because of the channeled messages that I've received. The people here on Earth in the physical body who I have connected with that um, share and reinforce my ideas and also come up with new evidence because I love to see the evidence. I like the, my information to be validated. I'm a very skeptical person by nature. Mm -hmm. um, so once again, you find yourself drawn to all of these people who will share all this knowledge. So there's going to be a lot of changes coming before the year is over. That's what I was just going to ask you. So, 
we're at the beginning of April. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, we're already in it, 2012. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like it'll be a blink of an eye, and it'll be, you know, Christmas time again. So this year, I mean, like by the end of 2012, mm-hmm. all this you think is going to work its way out? Okay, here's what I think. First, I want to talk about time. Uh-huh, um, right. <laughs> yeah, I know. Everyone now, everyone feels like time is speeding up. And f- what I understand that to be from a scientific point of view is that as the frequency of the earth has been rising, because we are harmonic beings, we are energetic, as you yourself well know, our energy resonates in, fr- in harmony with the earth. So our bodies are literally trying to catch up to this raging energy, and it seems like time is just flying by. So, yes, <laughs> time is flying by. The other thing is, um, right now, a lot of what I have been hearing and reading about is not on mainstream media because many of the corporations who are now being held accountable own the media, so you're not going to hear about it. If you go on the Internet and you start looking at other countries and their news, you will see how things are starting to come out. It is my understanding that once this transition is finished, where as far as the economy goes, then much of what has been held back, hidden, you know, people's agendas, once we understand that, it's going to be such an awakening to people that it can be a bit chaotic in the beginning because how could we have been so deceived? But then uh, the opportunities are going to be there for us to really enhance our way of life. So I believe it's all happening very quickly from, from what I already have heard and read and feel. But I feel like each month that comes, something new is going to happen. But... Uh, also, the, the channeled messages that I get is we, are, we will all be prepared, and we are being prepared for the changes. For instance, I've just recently, David Wilcock, I don't know if you know who he is, but no. he's an excellent, he has a website called divinecosmos.com. He's an excellent source of so much information um, that he validates really, really well. And um, he says that... Um, I just lost my train of thought as I was visualizing his website. That's okay. Um, Okay, once that, uh, once, okay, once we get on the uh, control of the media back, then uh, all the information will be put out so people will know what to do, you know, how to do it. Okay, that was the point I was trying to make. He said that he has evidence that over 5,000 patents have been repressed in the patent office under the guise of national security. Now, I personally know three people who tried to get patents, and after 10 years, nothing happened. But the reason being that these patents had to do with free energy, um, amazing things to help us, to help our health, uh, transportation. And, of course, that didn't put gasoline in the car and money in, in, in the pockets of the oil companies, so that was all repressed. All of that is going to be released, and when it does, there's going to be so much new technology that's going to help us, and then we're going to understand that the powers that we have, the abilities and gifts that we have, the power of our mind and the power of our intention to work with these, it's going to be exponential. Growth is going to be exponential. People, the big secret that that has been kept from people, that whatever you imagine you can create, and, of course, it's, you know, crazy to sit here and think, oh, I'm going to just imagine a new television and it's going to pop, and there it's going to be. But in reality, it's because we don't believe we can do it. Let me give you an example. When we dream, we dream crazy things sometimes. I've had dreams where I'm flying that I just push myself off the ground and I fly and I absolutely love it. I've had lucid dreams where I have been in spaceships, where I've been with um, Mother Mary, the Blessed Mother, where I've been with the archangels. I mean, incredible dreams. In our dream state, we believe we can do anything because we think we're dreaming. So we do. When we wake up in this reality, we don't believe we can do anything. We think we're limited, so mm-hmm. we, we don't. Mm-hmm. So I think those are the kinds of changes that are coming. And 
And then once we get into 2013 and 2014, I think this whole new way of being will really evolve. Cool. So there is the place that we're moving towards that you're describing. You use the word even Eden, right? Mm-hmm. That uh, no negativity, more peaceful, et cetera, et cetera. Peaceful, not even more peaceful. peaceful right, peaceful, right. right. Yes. A world with no war. Right. Oh, yes, please. That, that when I asked about time, <laughs> and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm air quoting, and I said the end of it's not all going to happen by the end of 2012, but like you said, in the next few years. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't you know when I say I don't have a crystal ball, I don't know. I can only surmise. You know, they December 21st, 2012 is supposed to be the beginning of the golden age. How if that transpires like all of a sudden we transform, humanity evolves. Or if it's a gradual process, I don't know. Uh-huh. I can imagine that it will be a combination of both. It will be a rise in consciousness. And when that rise in consciousness occurs on a global level, then it has to affect us physically. Think of it this way. You only need 8 to 10% of the population in order to create a change. Only 8 to 10% of the population needs to think something in order for it to manifest. I don't know if you've ever heard of the 100th monkey syndrome, where monkeys started taking, I don't know, sweet potatoes to the river and washing Uh them. Uh When enough of the species started doing that, all of a sudden that information was transformed through the matrix of consciousness to and everywhere all over the planet they were doing it. Right. So that's what happens. I think that we're going to have a rise in consciousness that's going to have some effect on us in in some kind of a, an evolutionary way, but is just everything going to stop? No. I think we're going to continue. If we choose to stay here on the earth, I think we can continue to be on the earth. Another really big part of this is disclosure. I mean, I don't think there's a person on the planet who believes we're the only ones in the universe. You know, there are billions of galaxies. The planet, the earth is surrounded by extraterrestrials who truthfully are our ancestors because we have been seeded from other planets, um, the from Orion, from Sirius, from the Pleiades, and it's not like we weren't born here, but, but way back when they brought these life forms to the to the earth. So there's a whole level of higher vibrational beings, you can call them our ancestors, you can call them extraterrestrials, whatever who are anxiously awaiting for us to to get there so that we can interact with them because part of this ascension is becoming intergalactic, understanding that there are many worlds, there are many galaxies, there are many different species, and that we they have so much to offer us and they're so supportive. And the big message that I get and have gotten all along is that they all come through the love of the divine creator, the source, the the God, whatever you want to call it, and it's all with love. And the reason they haven't come here and just fixed everything for us is because there's been this um, code of non-interference. But now we've passed this divine timeline where if they didn't begin to help us, then we would literally blow the world up, and that would affect all these other planets and galaxies. So the way they started to do that was to shut down... um, turn off nuclear uh, rockets and um, people who, like, there's whole battalions of armies who have gone out and they tried to fire the guns and nothing happened, and uh, missiles that were sent off. One missile, I don't know if you remember, came up from the ocean um, from a submarine, and it was just uh, diffused, and that's what they've done because they've said there will be no war. There will be no World War, world war Three. There will be no more war on the planet. And then once we can accept them without the powers that be forcing fear down our throat, because I guarantee you, anyone who has that kind of technology, if they wanted to come and take us over, they would have done it a long time ago. Right. They're just going to help us, and once they can do that out in the open, then the planet can be healed. You know, pollution will be gone. And I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I hear you. Absolutely. 
So now I want to go back a little bit in that sense of uh, you mentioned something like 8%. 8 to 10% of the population. Right. Eight. Right. So you and I are part of that 8 to mm -hmm. 10%. A lot, probably probably everybody who's listening is part of it. And, and if they're not, they if they got so far into this and said, oh, I'm not listening to the rest of it, they're not here anymore, right? Exactly. <laughs> but if it, whoever's listening is part of that 8 to 10%. Mm -hmm. And we've taught, it's sort of like, you know, what can we do to help? You've mentioned living in your heart space, right? Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking meditation is bound to help. Right. Feeling safe to share. Uh-huh. Right. That's Coming out of the spiritual closet. Yes. I'm, right. It's a really big thing, feeling safe to share, because everyone advances uh, their own level of soul growth. You can't change someone, and you can't push them. Absolutely. What I've heard over and over, because basically I'm a big chicken. <laughs> um, and when I say that, it's I, just like when I say I'm a big chicken, it's because, you know, like I wanted, I want to put out all this information I get, but I don't want people to think I'm crazy. Well, I just I threw that out the window because what I heard over and over again from Archangel Michael, from St. Germain, from the Blessed Mother, from my, my regular spirit guides, from my loved ones who've passed over, the message is always the same. You are safe. So I try to present the information and share. It's all about sharing. I try to share what I know in an unobtrusive way. This is just my feelings, my beliefs. I encourage everyone to go out and research for themselves. Because of the Internet, when we talk about the 8 to 10 percent, because of the Internet, the Internet, it's not an accident that we have access to the Internet now. It's all been part of the, the big plan right. so that people can share what they need in a moment, in an instant. It's also opened, opened us up to the possibility of understanding that eventually we're not going to need the computer because we are telepathic beings by nature, and telepathically we will be able to just transfer information. Okay. So... This is the, the the tool of the internet has just absolutely made it um, so much easier to share information and to create that tipping point to the ten percent. Right, which is what we're doing right here, right now, through podcasts exactly. and through sharing. You'll share it online. I'll share it online. It's going to be posted on iTunes, etc. You know. Yes, and overall, I would say that that um, the people, my clients, and my friends, and my family, and you know, all my listeners, and it is not a big deal anymore. Everybody knows what's happening. Everybody wants to be a part of sharing in this change. Everybody wants to embrace the light, you know, or embrace love. And everybody wants to be happy, so it's not like it used to be. You know, it's all happening very quickly, so I would encourage people to um, use discernment. I mean, you know, you don't want to stand up in the middle of a Baptist revival meeting and <laughs> bow out something and have everybody, you know, appalled. Uh -huh. But you just put it out to the universe that you want to draw like-minded souls because let me tell you those baptists are beautiful light-filled souls who are simply sharing what they believe to be true in their way and they're really sharing love so that's all that's what it's about right right it's i know what you mean about the discernment piece and i mean i just find that whole message so uplifting of of you sharing that, yeah, whatever, deep down inside you're a big chicken, but you decided to move past that. Well, me and you both, I mean, last year at this time, I really had to face those those things inside of me that made me afraid. And that in and of itself is interesting, and I just want to throw this out here and see if it leads us anywhere, uh -huh. that idea of, um, because of what's happened in the last, you know, 500 years, 1,000 years, right, mm -hmm. to humanity in the sense of if you had magical powers or healing abilities or anything paranormal, right, mm -hmm. the witches of Salem, right? <laughs> right, you were persecuted. Exactly. So it's what? in our, speaking of DNA, mm -hmm. it's like in us. That. Yeah, well, let's look at the bigger picture there. Okay. The bigger picture there was that fear is the best and most complete way to control someone. Exactly. 
So when you look at the um, religious institutions or the government institutions or the medieval institutions, uh, whatever label you want to put on it, they quickly realized that the way to control people was through fear. They did not want people who embraced nature, like, like the pagans, for instance, right. just embraced nature. Right. And, you know, the Wiccans, who also embraced nature, and... Um, would really, and the Native Americans who embrace nature, um, even so, even down to like midwives or herbal healers, because exactly. someone somewhere decided that they could make more money or have more power by controlling everyone, so they used fear, and it's been a tool, a sociological tool for many, many, for centuries. Right. So we kind of have to let that go, that, you know, we could be like sheep walking around with our heads down, but when the wolf comes to our door, if you stand up to it, you know, and, I don't know, glare at it, it'll, it'll go away. But, but fear is simply a way of keeping us from experiencing our magnificence. And I'm not saying something silly like, I'm afraid to jump off a cliff, so let me just go jump. No, you know what I'm talking about. If you have a fear, you're afraid to do something for no good reason, just because you don't know if you have the courage to move beyond that. Once you do, it's gone. Poof, it disappears. Right. It's true. And it feels so empowering to talk about this. And I can sense that the people that hear this message are going to feel empowered. Yeah, I'm going to step through that closet, you know, through that door. Hmm. Yeah. And I want to share with everyone that, because we mentioned the chakras, that I have on my website, mindbodyspiritu.com, and the U is a letter U, there is a free class that's an hour long where I explain, you know, <laughs> The basics. There's. It's such a. It's. It's vast in the knowledge of the chakra system. Well, everybody's got to start somewhere. And right, it's right. Beautiful. It's a beautiful website. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome. Yeah. So go. You just go there, and then there's a label that says uh, virtual events, and then underneath there it says free classes, and there's quite a few really about love, forgiveness, the chakra system. Lots of things for people to listen to, mm -hmm. and it's all free. So I just wanted to say that. Mm -hmm. And for others that want to follow uh, Daria's uh, blog talk radio show, tell us about that. It's called, remind me what it's well, called. It's called Medium in Our Midst, uh -huh. M-I-D-S-T. It's on blog talk radio. Uh, you can get there from my website, or you can go to blog talk radio on the Internet and put in either Daria Justin or Medium in Our Midst. It is on every Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, I talk about different things, just like we are now. Um, it's a call-in show, so I take callers and give on-air readings. And lots of times I have interesting guests. Um, and we talk for a while, and then we also take calls and do readings. I've had, oh, gosh, I run the gamut of all different kinds of metaphysicians, metaphysical people who I have on. All of the shows are archived, so if there's something that interests you, you can listen to it. And the great thing about Blog Talk Radio is when the show is airing, there's a live chat room. If you just you register really quickly, you can get into the chat. You can chat with people. But also, if you don't want to listen through your computer, you can call in. There's a call-in number. You can call in, and you can listen to the show while you're doing your house cleaning, or you can download it to, to iTunes uh, or to an MP3 and, right. and listen to it. Um, so there's lots of versatility there, which is wonderful. Yeah, it is nice. All right. I'm going to ask you if, in closing, if you had any last messages you'd like to share with us, or do you feel anything that you'd like to say lastly before we close up the show? Um, I would like to thank everyone for listening because um, I so appreciate all of you who are willing to share your time uh, with me. Um, and I want to say to you, Tracy, that um, this is a serendipitous moment because we do live physically close to each other. And, you know, it's funny. Um, I 
connect with people all over the world, and I, when I speak to them, I feel like they're right here. But having someone who is actually right here <laughs> is nice. It's really so, nice. So I want to say that's, um, that's kind of uh, fun there. Um, but embrace who you are. You know, go out, research, put it out there. Don't be afraid to, to share who you are. And don't be afraid when you feel things changing and shifting. Don't be afraid to look at the situation and see, you know, what's happening here. I think one of the biggest things I can say is we tend to attract patterns into our lives. We are coming to the end of karma, and what, what I mean by that is karma is it's not a punishment. Karma is the law of checks and balances. And when we come into this lifetime and we create many lives simultaneously, people talk about past lives, but I believe we have many lives that we create simultaneously. And if we want to look at a theme, a certain theme, let's say it's forgiveness, well, we will, we will um, project every facet of forgiveness in every lifetime so that we can experience it. Once we learn the lesson in that lifetime, poof, it's done. The, the lifetime we have our consciousness focused in here, this is the one we're in now simply because this is where we have chosen to focus our consciousness. When, with the, everything, sometimes we feel like we are being overloaded, and that's because all of the karma that we are finishing up, the lessons that we didn't learn, that our soul has set out for us to learn, we decided to put them all here, all now, because we are finishing them up. We are coming to the end of karma where we no longer have to experience lessons. Instead, we move into the dharma, which is the gift. Mm. Where we can experience the gift. So if you see repeating patterns in your life, look at yourself in the mirror and say, why am I attracting this? What is here that I need to work on, that I need to release or let go um, or embrace? And the more you love yourself the more that that love will trickle down to everyone else. And when I say love yourself, love yourself, love everything about yourself without, um, without restrictions. And by doing that, that love will literally generate from you. You will become a beacon of love. That love will share to everyone around you and it will be reflected back to you. So that's it, folks. Love yourself. Mm, nice. Thank you. That was, yes, very nice. And that idea of those reoccurring themes in our lives that we're, we're looking, looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying, hmm, you know, well, what am I supposed to do here or what am I supposed to learn? If you're having challenges with that, you know, look for people to help you, whether it be someone like Daria or someone over at Mind, Body, Spirit, You. There are lots of us out there that want to help, you know, people move through this time. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I always say to people, uh, it's not about them, it's about you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Was, I really, um, really loved uh, sharing these thoughts with you and your audience, and hopefully we'll do it again. I would love that, and I can't wait to meet you face-to-face. I will make that happen. We will. All righty. So thanks, everybody, for joining us today on In the Flow with Tracy. And remember, there's new podcasts every Tuesday being posted, and I will see you next week.